Backtalk is an extension of the long-running, award-winning movie review show, It's Movie Time, which airs Fridays at 4.01 and 8.01 p.m. on WCBE 90.5 FM, Columbus, Ohio. I'm John DeSando. And I'm Audrey Harkonnen. And this is Backtalk. Here we are. And boy, do we have a doozy. A doozy and a half. (laughs) It's called Anatomy of a Fall. I think... Yes. Because, my dear Audrey, it's kind of alluding to, a little bit to Hitchcock, Anatomy of a Murder. Well, uh, yes. And, and I had to kind of get that word out of my head because that's what I kept thinking. But you know I have an, uh, an example of a Hitchcock film to compare this to oh. later on. All right. So, very good. Yeah. So you have to wait for that. Well, can you give me a, a minute or two on the plot here? This is a courtroom drama. And it is, starts out, is it a murder or isn't it? Did she do it, or is she just responsible, or what? Right. It, it is question marks all over the place. <laughs> this is Sandra. Yes, she's a writer. She's bisexual. She is successful in her career. That's right, an important right, feature. Right, 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 right. And uh, she's married to a writer-to-be. He's really a teacher. Unsuccessful writer oh, by the boy. name of you Samuel. Can, you can feel that tension coming right now. Right, <laughs> right. And that a feature, a part right. of the challenge when we're trying to get to the bottom of what has happened to him. He's fallen. You know, that's anatomy of a fall. He's yeah. fallen from their, their kind of, their, they were renovating a Swiss chalet somewhere yes. off somewhere. In, in Grenoble. Uh, we don't see it. In other words, we don't. There's only their blind child who right. was Daniel, who's yeah. 11 years old. Yeah, he's injured in an accident when he's quite young, so he is almost blind, and he is the only. I'm doing air quotes here. Witness to the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. He took the dog out for a walk. Yeah. And when he came back, he discovered dad was face down in the snow. Oh yeah, gruesome. Yeah, yeah. Their little dog Snoop. Yes. Apparently a reference to Snoop Dogg. Uh, apparently. <laughs> they have a the street band cover of 50 Cent's mis- misogynist pimp, P I M P. Yes. Which it took me a minute or t- no, it took me a longer than that to figure out that was the tune. That was the song. But, right. but there are all kinds of little touches like that. This very, is very, very subtle. Sophisticated French film. A friends of mine uh, wouldn't like it because it's too, too chatty. The very kind of thing I like. I mean, too much talk yes. for them. Yes. Uh, we get we get a little bit of the accident or the murder. And then the investigation and the investigation. And then comes the trial. Yeah. And uh, And much is revealed. And having just seen the burial with Tommy Lee Jones and Jamie Foxx in the courtroom mood here and a completely different film. Yes. uh, Burial being very flamboyant. Yes. (laughs) And and once again, a great comparison of the U.S. court system. Oh, thank you. Versus the French court system, which a friend of mine from the library, Jody, who is a former or or is an attorney, noted uh, the difference between the two, the very freewheeling French system, it appears, as opposed to... You can say that the U.S. system is flamboyant, but it's also um, very, um, very orchestrated. You can talk in yes. anytime you want, apparently. It, it appears so. Yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting for the trial. And I, one of the things I love, Audrey, about this film is that 
It is full of uncertainty. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Would you agree? Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> uncertainty and confusion. Three confusing elements. Here. Just, not Good. the only ones, but the first is Daniel the son changes his story early on in the investigation. He's fuzzy about time, about where he was, about what he heard, and he changes his story. So that adds to the first layer of confusion. The second layer of confusion is instead of a surprise witness in the courtroom, ha. there's a surprise recording oh. in the courtroom. Husband recorded their... F- Husband is secretly recording her for what purpose we don't know. Right. There's a couple of theories right. about that. But it starts with a discussion, turns into an argument, and then we hear breaking glass. So yep. it is serious. This is the night before he dies. Yes, yes. And the third point of confusion <laughs> is Sandra's aloofness and her coldness and, and, and her seemingly distance from, from the whole thing. So She's layer, cool. Yeah, layer upon layer, it's hard to even form a, a, a solid opinion for any period of time because it's upset very and, quickly. And thank you for the, that, your tripartite <laughs> analysis of this because you're, you're right on. Not only is it director Justine Triet is not going to give you any help or the writer, Arthur, her husband, Arthur Harari, they're not going to give us any help. We're sitting there trying to understand just the way the judge is trying to understand and they're tearing us apart. Why? Because life is not clean. Because it is uncertain. Because there is ambiguity. And I think that's the part of this movie that really thrills me is that, yes, this is exactly what would happen if I were on trial. I have so many parts of me, so many different attitudes, so so much that in order to get that down to whether I was guilty or not, this would be a difficult job. The movie shows that to be so. I'm intrigued by the 11-year-old son, really a good actor. Oh, this oh my, my. this young man, <laughs> Milo Mikado Grenier, right. steals it. Oh, I so too. He owns it. He owns this film. He just does such and a you superb know, job. He's only 11, so that he might have different accounts at different times. I can understand. Yeah. But more than that, he's blind, which means that, that he probably hears very well. Right. He is torn in a moral dilemma beyond belief between... Saving his mother and uh, justifying his father because so much of this, Audrey, is about their broken marriage. Yes. I mean, it's not just because whether she pushed him over the edge or not. It's whether they had such a, a violent connection, the two of them, with yes. their marriage. Yes. Yes. And, and that's part of the uncertainty. I mean, anybody who has experienced this, knows that it's not clean-cut. No marriage is clean-cut. No. no relationship is. You don't even have to be a marriage, but any relationship is not. You know that. You've had some yeah. pretty heavy-duty stuff go on <laughs> in your life, as I have. <laughs> yes. And it's complicated. Well, and I, the basic thematic thread through all of this is she responsible. Did she kill him? Don't know. Did she drive him to suicide? Mm-hmm. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Did he commit suicide in such a way that he frames her to make it look like she, that she's responsible for his death? Ultimately, is what is her responsibility in all of this? Mm-hmm. And will she accept it and take it? And up to the bitter end, she does not. This is not her fault. Mm-hmm. This is clearly not mm-hmm. her fault, mm-hmm. she thinks. And, and you're, you're implying something that I've concluded in this. 
it would and be impossible to decide if she had murdered him or not. Oh, you you uh, just couldn't. Okay, they have forensics out there, and they're looking at blood splattering. And I think she has, says, you know, is there an expert in blood splattering? Yeah, yes. Because when he falls, he splatters blood on the building. He he hits a shed as he falls. Yeah. And was that the cause yeah. of his death? Was he pushed? Did he slip? Did he intentionally jump? Or did she hit him? Or did she hit him? Because there's a gash on his head. There's there's a a whole list of things going on. And what is interesting is they are leaving the property. You see the investigators with a dummy of some kind, and they're throwing it out the window. Yes, right. You see it over their shoulder. What do you advise our audience about anatomy of a fall? If you do like those psychological, deep question type of a film with more talking, not a lot of action. (laughs) And thankfully, it may be a French film. However, about 50 to 60%, I would say, is English. Sandra chooses to Oh, she's so smart. She speaks English. When it suits her. When it suits her. (laughs) And in the courtroom, it's French, and you'll have to read subtitles, but it's very, very helpful that there's the bilingual nature. I want to suggest to any of our smart friends who are listening and thinking about this, subtitles are done so well. And we get used to them within a minute or two. Yes. So don't let that keep you away from seeing a good film like this. Right. Besides which, French is such a beautiful language, just hearing it yes. is worthwhile. But you get good translations down there. Yes. This is a, a murder mystery of sorts. It is a thriller. Uh, he falls. He dies. Did she hit him and push him over? Or did he commit suicide? Uh, why does the son change his doesn't he change his testimony? In the end, he changes or he recalls a conversation that sheds more light yes. on what perhaps was the motive or what was behind or what the, Samuel, his dad, was thinking because he mentions that this boy is, may have to do without him. Mm-hmm. So he implies that maybe... Yes, he did. That's right. Yes. They had a, a lengthy conversation in which the son concludes dad was really telling him that he wasn't going to be around. That's what he, that's what Good he concluded. Good point. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah that's very yeah. strong for the suicide. Because we can't quite figure out who did what for the murder, and that's the thriller part of it, that part of it that is, is just as fascinating is the breakup of the marriage. And, and what does it tell us about marriage? Is there anything we can generalize from this? You see the two of them experiencing difficulties and challenges, and while they sort of face them, they don't work on them together. They work on them separately. Good point. And that's yeah. what dr- is driving a wedge between them. You're right. There's another level of uh, discourse here, and that's about the creative process. And what I'm referring to is that he accuses her... Of stealing. Of his. stealing an idea from him yes, yes, that gave yes. her fame. That made her famous and made her a successful writer. And one example of issues that they have with each other that draw a wedge between them as opposed to bringing them oh Boy, together. yeah. There's a Netflix film called Fair Play, which I reviewed a few weeks ago. The fiancé becomes the boss in his hedge fund company. The two of them work for the hedge fund company, and he thinks that he's going to be promoted to the project manager, and then she gets it. It puts in relief what everybody suspects might happen more often than not, the difficulty, particularly for a male, of having the female become preeminent 
in the relationship. And successful. More yes, successful. more successful in the relationship. And, and while we theorize about it, it probably doesn't always happen. But I can't imagine it being an easy, an easy go for anybody. Right, exactly. You know, he believes that he's on his way up and all of a sudden his fiance becomes his boss. That's yes. incredible. And she is solicitous to him and she wants to show him that she can help him in his career. My God, and he doesn't want that. Yeah. You know, anyway, so that the business about couples and married couples or even people who live together, eye-opening and, and confirming of what we always thought might, might happen. Audrey, is there any downside to this movie? If you struggle with foreign languages, <laughs> it, may, it may be difficult. Yes. It may be difficult. But and, and the action is all verbal. Oh, there, there, there is <laughs> I mean, the old... nothing else. This is all conversational. Yep. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yep, yep. In that courtroom drama, Audrey, do we get any sense of where the judges may go? You have no clue <laughs> you because they allow <laughs> just all manner of commentary, presentation of hearsay, and the uh, prosecutor makes references to she may have killed him because she's writing a, a, another book or something. And it's a free-for-all in, <laughs> and, in that. And she has written a novel that has this, a very similar situation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my yes. This, is not, this yeah. is not helpful at all. If you aren't a person who loves language, listening to French and then reading subtitles, yeah. if you don't love language the way we do, it may not satisfy you. Right. It may be, as a good friend of mine was with me, said she thought it was tedious. Yeah. And I can see where somebody who does not want to sit and listen to people talking, which is the very thing I love to do, right. and I love about radio, uh, is that it's all talk. Yes. <laughs> and the movies I like are often just... just- <laughs> Dialogue. Oh, they are. And, and I go to a movie not to listen to the way people ordinarily talk, but the way brilliant writers have actors talk. Yes, I like yes. that. <laughs> well, and another disadvantage to people who are not satisfied, they want to have a clear-cut, okay, I got it, yes. I see it, yes. they did it, I want to figure <laughs> this out. There is no conclusion. You don't know. No. You just don't know. I was trying to think of some marriage movies the most recent one that I can think of was Marriage Story with Adam Driver and maybe Scarlett Johansson in 19. Yeah, and it has been on uh, Netflix. He is a director of plays, and she is an actress, I think, and there's a conflict in their profession between the two of them in their ascendancy in their own craft. And you know, it yeah. gets really very, very difficult, very complicated. Um, oh, I've got one. Yes, please. Gone Girl. Yes, yes. Now, I have to confess, I didn't see the film, but I read the book. Good. And every other chapter was, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's a whole nother layer. Oh, that changes the whole story. And the other example that I thought of, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, it's Hitchcock. It is the wrong man. Now, this does not involve a murder. This is Henry Fonda. Yes. He is accused of, with eyewitness testimony, that he has been, he's been robbing different establishments in this neighborhood, 
And the investigation starts to uncover things that make it look really bad for him. And even towards the end, Vera Miles, his wife, begins to doubt that he's innocent. And it turns out we get a resolution there, and we find out that he is innocent. But there for a while, the cards are stacked against him, and he has there's nothing he can do. He- I'm remembering Ingmar Bergman's scenes from a marriage, Another one that, that shows the conflicts that come in marriages. Yes. And maybe Kramer versus Kramer. Is that not so? I, I, I think that that's just a, um, a rocky marriage and divorce and, 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 and child care sorts of things. Yeah. But um, I'm not, I'm, that, that's a stretch. Too good. Thank you. Yeah, that's a stretch. Well, Audrey Harkonnen, is there anything else you and your yeah. copious notes here? Look I, at you. I have a well, big question. Well, you better question. bring it forward. I have a big question. Oh. The, curious, the curious incident of the dog in the night. You know where I got that from. It's Sherlock Holmes. Okay. And, and, and the, and the, oh, yes. Yeah, in, the, in the silver blaze. But, so why does Daniel poison or feed the dog drugs? And the dog almost dies. Yes. And then he revives, or he and the babysitter, I think, bring the dog back to health. What was that about? Well, that was, I thought, his own little investigation, because his dad had vomited. Correct. And I think he, he believed that maybe the dog had eaten the vomit and gotten sick. And he was trying to replicate that to see whether it was true or not. So, so he was feeding the dog to get him to vomit, and then he would save him after so that he could see what it might have been in the dog and the dead, and the dad getting sick. Oh, then is when Daniel comes forward and discloses the conversation yes. that he has because they were traveling to the vet with the dog. Right. Yeah. But I, I couldn't quite figure out why did Daniel experiment and give the dog the drugs. Audrey Harkonnen, we have uncertainty here. We do. All the way around, it's still uncertain. Did she do it or didn't she? What do you recommend to our audience? You need to see this one. <laughs> you need to see this one. Good.